0: Hello. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. You can find all of my written reviews stemming all the way back to 1996. That's 3,800 of my written opinions. You can read anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. dot net. Today I'm going to be looking at a movie I didn't think I was going to get around to see, but I happen to have had an opening in my schedule to check out a movie. And considering this was the number one film at the box office over the weekend, I figured I might as well check it out. I happen to be a fan of the game that it's based on. I'm talking about the Angry Birds movie here. I've played Angry Birds off and on for a few years now, and it happens to be a favorite for when I have a little bit of time to kill. I just want to spend a couple minutes in a momentary diversion, and it's a pretty good game. I will give it that. Obviously, its popularity has declined over the years, which made the release of this movie kind of a mystery for many of the people who've known about it and haven't really thought about it for a while. But it did get the most people into the theater seats over the last weekend, so might as well check it out and see what other people saw. It's a PG-rated film. Obviously, it's going for the family demographic. It has rude humor in it and some violent action, I guess, for the kids. It runs an hour and 37 minutes. The vocal talent includes Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, Peter Dinklage, Maya Rudolph. Sean Penn gets a credit, even though he really doesn't have a line in the film. Somehow he provided the voice of one of the characters that doesn't really speak that much, or, or really at all. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Kate McKinnon, Tony Hale, Hannibal Buress, Ike Barinholtz also provide vocal talent here. The directors are first-timers Clay Kadis and Fergal Riley, and the screenplay is by John Vitti. You know, as far as this coming out as a film, we've already seen a slew of films over many years now based on video games. There have been, in more recent times, films based on board games and also children's toys like the Lego movie. We've had Battleship. You know, in in the future, we have movies based on video games like Assassin's Creed and World of Warcraft. I guess it should really come as a little surprise to see that there is a film now based on a smartphone app, this one made by the Finnish game company Rovio. You know, it gets the green light here to become a major motion picture. It's one that many, many people have played, both young and old, from all walks of life, in many countries around the world. Angry Birds has over 3 billion downloads and counting. So, you know, when you have a property like this and you have the opportunity to make a movie, I guess you're gonna go for it, even though A lot of people don't consider it a hot property, at least not as hot as it used to be. The game does have a very mild backstory to it, even though most of it is just the in-game action. You see a little bit of these cut scenes or cut pictures where the birds are shown that they're angry because the pigs have stolen their eggs. They launch themselves with a slingshot to destroy the pigs in their increasingly complex abodes. Each cartoon-like bird has its own traits and powers that make them either stronger or weaker against various building materials in the structures that are erected by the green pigs. As a game, it's pretty addictive. It's a really good game. I'll give it that much. It's a very quick and simple diversion for those times when you're just needing a little time to kill between actually doing something with your life, something productive, I presume, maybe not, provided your life isn't really spent playing games on your phone or tablet. Maybe that's all you do. I don't know. Now, this film, as I mentioned, it's somewhat tardy coming out to the box office. Had this come out two or three years ago, it probably would have been a box office juggernaut of a sort. But, you know, as it is now, it, you know, it has to compete with the likes of Ratchet and Clank and a few other things is just trying to find that little window where it can gain enough money to recoup its profits and perhaps even drum up enough business in order to justify making a sequel or two. The popularity has been declining in recent years. Perhaps they're thinking that this might even rekindle interest into the game as well. It fleshes out the characterizations of the various bird types and the pigs. As far as the pigs go, the bearded one gets more screen time. They construct a more straightforward narrative to build on the game. Jason Sudeikis is the main voice here. He plays Red, also known as Eyebrows. He's the hot-headed cardinal, like one would presume, I guess, who frequently doesn't see eye-to-eye with his feathered flock around him on the island they all reside in called Bird. Island, that's all fictionalized for the purpose of this movie, the non-flying birds, none of them can fly except for apparently the eagle, which is why they probably need a slingshot in order to dive bomb into the pig homes. They think that they're the only beings in the entire world until one day there's a ship that drops anchor on literally on Red's home. It destroys his home and it makes him an instant enemy. But the other birds seem more friendly toward their new pig visitors, not knowing that the fun and the friendship that the pigs are ostensibly bringing is merely a ruse. It's kind of like a Trojan horse to get closer to grabbing the birds precious and delicious eggs from right under their beaks. Now it's up to Red, the only naysayer of the pigs' intentions, to try to figure out how to get the birds against these pigs and to save the eggs and to get them really angry. That's why it's called Angry Birds, to take on the porker stronghold before the swine have had their dinner of their offspring. Now, the best thing that I can say about the Angry Birds movie is that it does possess a very sassy, very wise-alecky sense of humor that will likely draw out an occasional chuckle from either the kids or perhaps even the parents, even if many of these playful puns and meta moments don't really make sense within the insular world in which these birds reside, at least the way that it's drawn up in this movie, given that they think they're the only beings in the world. They don't have any interactions with humans and would not be able to draw upon the many pop culture references that only exist within the world of humans, yet they're all in here for a variety of reasons. Along these lines, I think that The film will remind some viewers of the kind of humor that you might find on animated TV fare for adults, those shows that you see on Comedy Central or perhaps even on Fox specifically those made by Seth MacFarlane. I think it will come as no surprise when you learn that the screenwriter, John Vitti, wrote many episodes of The Simpsons, and he also was a screenwriter on The Simpsons movie. He also wrote a handful of episodes of King of the Hill, so it really is in that vein. It really does draw some of its gags toward adults as well. A little bit of cheeky humor, a little sassy, a little impudent And that's what you're going to get from the Angry Birds movie. The choice of voice actors works well for the film. I'll give it that, too. Each celebrity does match the personality of their respective wisecracking animal counterpart. Jason Sudeikis here is joined by former SNL pals like Bill Hader as Lenny, the pig leader. And Maya Rudolph plays Matilda, the anger management counselor for these Angry Birds The current Saturday Night Live player, Kate McKinnon, also voices a couple of characters in the movie. So there's your TV pedigree turned into movie form. The character design of the film accurately mirrors the ones you would find in the game. The game had to have simple characters because of the small screen size of the smartphone platforms that most users who play the game would be seeing them on. However, the personalities of these birds and the pigs, too, are all concocted for this film from scratch. It puts together a hodgepodge of typically dopey or sarcastic one-note characters to riff on such things as pop culture. They engage in punny wordplay. We see them get hurt in a very comical way through their own dense stupidity or as a result of their penchant for anger. This is not in a way in which kids will learn any life lessons except for maybe the fact that getting angry and getting revenge is okay. That's not the kind of message that I think that a lot of parents will want to imbue upon their kids and also have the privilege of paying money to get that message delivered across to their kids. But there you go. The makers of the Angry Birds movie are not really here to educate or even inspire your children. They mostly want to serve as a distraction, to induce some giggles from all members of your family, and that's what it exists for. Now, obviously, kids will probably be the primary audience for the Angry Birds movie, mostly because it is very colorful. It contains a good deal of mildly crass humor throughout it. Kids will probably pay attention to these very cartoonish characters and also giggle at a lot of the toilet humor. Adults will probably maybe tolerate the occasional joke that's meant just for them, but I do think that most adults, maybe the the vast majority of adults who watch this film will find little sustenance within the movie to sate their entertainment requirements on their own. This is not the kind of movie that I see a lot of adults will want to go see without kids, you know, unless you really love Children's Fair in and of itself, I don't see this as 90 plus minutes of time well spent for most grown-ups. And, you know, as for me, and I'm speaking only as myself here, I find much more enjoyment in the two to three minutes that I usually spend playing the actual game then in the entire 90 plus minutes of watching these voiced representatives of these birds engage in silly toilet humor and lots of manic combat based slapstick aimed primarily at nine year olds and younger. This is a needless film. It's, it's pointlessly delivered. It exists Only to tide over families who are itching for a movie for the tikes between better releases and also to advertise for their game. Parents who don't break movie theater protocol to play the real Angry Birds app on their phone mid-screening will probably likely repeat the film's phrase, pluck my life or some variant of that, not long after the movie begins. I do think that the Angry Birds movie is pretty awful in terms of an idea for a movie it's not a complete waste. I mean, there are a few good jokes here and there, but they're too far in between. And for the most part, the whole idea of the movie is utter garbage. You know, this is the kind of wrong-headed thinking that happens when people decide that, oh, we have a good intellectual property here. It's very popular. We have to make a movie out of it. You know, we need to make money out of this while, you know, strike while the iron is hot. Of course, the iron here is only lukewarm and that's Really, all I am on this film is lukewarm at best. I'm going to give it two stars out of four. I wavered between a two and a two and a half, but... My rule of thumb is always If I am caught in between ratings I usually give the lower one on the first watch If I happen to watch this film again And it seems doubtful that I will But if I do I will re-rate it higher If I think that it holds up to that perhaps But maybe not I would be very reluctant to have to revisit this again Uh, I had a hard time really keeping my attention to it The first time around So two stars is what I'm giving The Angry Birds movie So that's the review I hope that you enjoyed it If you did I do encourage you to click the subscribe button and you'll continue to get my podcast downloaded into your player of choice all throughout the year. Also, if you want to write to me, you can go to my website. I have my contact information there. I have links to my Twitter feed and my Facebook page. So you'll always know when I post a new review, whether it's the podcast, I usually post those on Twitter and what my written reviews, I usually post on Facebook whenever I do a new one. So you can find all the information at the Quipster Film Review Podcast site. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. If you want to show your support for this show, the best way you can do that, really the only way you can do that, other than to send me an email and give me a kudos, is to actually leave a review for others to read on iTunes. That definitely helps a great deal. There's something about the algorithms there that when people leave reviews, it does help the show actually increase its exposure there. Uh, I don't know how it all works, I just know that it does. So anyway, we got some movies that I'll be reviewing over the course of the next few days, including Alice through the looking glass and a bigger splash and The Meddler, and a few others, so you'll want to keep the subscription on there to get the reviews. I've already reviewed X-Men Apocalypse. If you want to know what's going on with that film, check out the Quipster Film Review Podcast. It's actually my previous episode to this one. Until next time, I do hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies, and if you do see Angry Birds and you agree or disagree, send me a note and let me know what you thought.